Oh, look who's uh, calling me back. Yeah, I know. I said after 5. It's 5.03. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm still driving, but... I mean, you know, I... Listen, I'm I'm just going by your uh your uh you know your time schedule here. I, I mean, you're very punctual. After five, you call it was five oh one. Well, see, here's the thing. After last week or last episode, where I had to record it at like fucking midnight because it was a good episode though. So it, it was stop a, listen. Calm down. It was all right. It was better. Listen, we don't set the bar high here, so you can't say. <laughs> In the in the grand scheme of of things, that that was like a fucking grand slam home run. I mean, for us it was, but for any self respecting podcaster, that was like a double. So let's uh, let's keep that straight. Uh, second of all, like I said, you had me up till like midnight editing and and uploading and whatever. Oh, like you're not up anyway, you fucking liar. But here's but here's the thing: Do I want to be up doing that or enjoying my time? Your time, you don't do anything all day. The whole fight, you have a fucking whole it's life like, of time. But it's like, why are you driving home? Why didn't you stay at work another 10 hours? You're up anyways. No, no, it's not, not even close. If I could be <laughs> in my underwear, it, eating Doritos on the couch, half, different story. Half the time you're working, you're doing that. Every day you're working from home, you're doing fucking that. Guy. Unless you have to be on the fucking, on, fucking on, on the Zoom call, then you've at least put a clean t-shirt on. Um, or, a, you know... Or yeah, yeah. So anyway, the other reason, ah, <laughs> uh, you disgusting foul creature. Uh, you look, I got a fart too, but I'm holding it in. All right, well, you can put the phone down there and let it rip if you want. Let the let the ladies know what you really like. Uh, <laughs> the other reason was that we're we're about to make a phone call. Do you have his number? Because I forgot to send it to you. Yeah, I have his number because again, like I'm the pro and you're the amateur. Here we go. I forgot to send. I, I forgot. know. I, this is listen. I'm I am the star of the show. I don't I can't do the work. We need like just, we need like lackeys to do this. Just, we need to have like an assistant. Does anybody out there want to be our assistant? Just so because that we don't have to do any of this work. Just because your job description is talent doesn't also require you to be a diva. Okay, you could be a uh, you could you could lend hand. You know what I mean. You could help build the ring, so to speak. Uh, no, yeah. I think we need no. We need some like a like an assistant, like a production assistant. Well, somebody who's gonna, you know, they're gonna take the notes down. They're gonna call people. Well, here's, gonna, here's what happens. You know. Obviously, this would be an unpaid position. So right. you know the old saying: you get what you pay for. I think you're gonna get what you pay for out of that. Which, I mean, they can add, they, you know they can add it to their res- internship uh, breakfast club internship. Yeah, but it, you could add that to your resume whether you did a good job or a bad. Like they they'll just lie and say we're no longer business so they can't call us for a referral uh so yeah i figured we should give the infamous bobby rogers a call i'm nervous about this you should be um because it's been unearthed that he is the annie wilkes the uh the dorito giver the uh what were some of the other names uh the brandon and mikey walsh Walsh, yeah. The on my new packages uh, from uh, the Maitland party, uh, Lydia Dietz, which is a referral to uh, uh, Beetlejuice, and then uh, I don't know who these guys are. I never looked them up. Bruce Nolan and Evan Baxter. 
I they're ass- from Bruce Almighty. Okay, there you go. Right, because the note says, you are our true Lord and Savior. So uh, I got, <laughs> before we bring them on, I got uh, a f- in the mail, what was it, yesterday morning? I got yeah. a five-pound Hershey's chocolate bar, which is like giant and and... Five pounds in the form of a chocolate bar seems, a lot of chocolate. seems heavy, and uh, then another, like another box of chocolate stuff. Like, and I I ate myself sick that night. I ate both bags of uh, chocolate covered pretzels, and uh, and earlier <laughs> earlier in the day I had there was like a, a you know the caramel popcorn, but with also chocolate on it. So between those two things, that's all I ate yesterday, and I felt so sick from just eat I was like a kid that just ate candy for like two meals. Um <laughs> he could have sent you some better stuff at least. Listen, let's bring him on because uh he's he yeah. he went into this active politicking, uh denying it, saying it's you framing him, et cetera, et cetera. And he and we'll 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 uh we'll hang 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 hold please. Let me uh let me see if I can. Uh, this is, is not going to be a good. If I can do this, because uh, I'm throwing a disclaimer out. Any story he tells is not true. You know he's very excited to do this because he yes, went. I this know. all this is to get on our radar to get on this podcast. I truly believe that. Um, right. Yeah, which is why he didn't send you anything. Right. All right. Hold on. Let me. Nobody. Let me call Just him. the talent. I might disappear for a second. We'll be back. Hello. Hello, Bobby. Yes. I'm going to merge you in with the other call and see if we've got uh, Anthony on the line yet. There he is. Now, uh, you got got me. I got you. Do I got him? It says, you got me. Ah, here we go. There he is. (laughs) Uh, I would just like to say Anthony is very nervous about this call. (laughs) He should be. I think, listen, whatever he says is not true. <laughs> First of all, we've got to, we got to like, we need to have a, a, a moment of honesty here. We have a, uh, some Amazon packages that have arrived at my house where your name is on the paperwork. And you were spending all day yesterday trying to pin it on Anthony. And so we, we need, we need to clear this up first before we, uh, we move any further. All right. I won't lie to you. Anthony Stanton. <laughs> oh, here we go. <laughs> Look, Anthony, if, if, if you're a real friend of Ben's, you, I mean, you know Ben's trying to diet, okay? So you know you know he doesn't want junk food. So if you were a real friend of his, even if you didn't really send the food, wouldn't you just admit to it so he wouldn't get any more food? Because if you don't admit to it, I'm going to send him a, a cookies and Reese's Cups and pizzas and McDonald's every week for the rest of his life until you admit it. So why no, don't you get it? No, let him fatten him up. Fatten him up. I, uh, so, why you, so why don't you just say, I sent it, even though you didn't say it. Even though you didn't send it, then just say, I didn't. I sent it. Because because he's so miserable eating the food, I want him to continue to be miserable. Right. See, because you're not a friend. Because you want him to get him because you did send it. <laughs> Here we go. I ate myself sick yesterday on popcorn and chocolate pretzels. I, I'm not gonna lie, that's all I ate all day. I had two you meals. Said, you, said and, him, you said him pretzels and and what you said him chocolate pretzels and popcorn. Uh, <laughs> I'm too cheap to send that stuff. I would never do that. Here's 
Here's the other reason why I have to discount Anthony from this is that all these notes from all these people are all movie references and he he only knew one of them. He's not movie savvy. He doesn't watch movies. So uh Oh, I don't I, I maybe he got Nick help him or, or Marco or somebody. I don't know. <laughs> I think it was Seth Craig. That's who I was trying to Oh put my on. god. <laughs> that guy. Yeah, um, I did, I did look at the account. Why is he following the account that sent you the uh I don't know. Yeah. That that's a <laughs> that's a good question too. Uh, all right. So oh, so that's not going to get cleared up. But I, so anyway, I have a 5 pound bar of chocolate in my house, which I may just re-gift to my father since it's his birthday tomorrow. <laughs> uh, uh, even though he is type 2 di- diabetic. I mean, oh, you're going to kill your well, that's that's the one where you don't take injections. You just have to watch what you eat. So just just a little bit of chocolate every day won't kill you. Um, uh, yeah. So you know, at least at least it'll serve a purpose other than fattening me up because I I'm not open. I might eat the pretzels and the popcorn, but I'm not I'm not going near that bar of chocolate. <laughs> now your uh, father, your, your your middle name is after your father, correct? My middle name? No. Yeah. Oh, my, that's that's. What, that's what Janetti told me when he called me. To tell I me thought it was your dad's name. Like, where'd you get that middle uh-huh. name from? See? You are the one. He thought that. He called me the other day and st- told me when he sent the packages out to you that he was going to put your middle name on there. But he didn't want to put your middle name on there because he thought you would know it was him. tell the truth here. You want to know the real truth? I knew it was him all along. I just you kept what? my mouth shut. All right. That's it, called conspiracy. It was me, Austin. Uh, yeah. Uh, no, my, my dad's name is James. Uh, okay. That's... I'm like named after my grandfather, but his name's Harold. They just picked an H name and made it Hebrew. And yeah, it's, uh, you know, fucking crazy Jew stuff, you know? Well, that sounds like a, a Jewish name that was born on Clifton, actually. <laughs> yeah, Hillel, Kalel, Jorel. Yes. yes. I know. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, uh, well, now we have you on. We haven't, we, uh, we have told several uh, Davy Rodeo uh, podcasts. Uh, but we we figured we should have the uh, the man responsible for it on to uh, to uh, clear up clear up all the fantasies being told. Well, I mean, there are dozens of stories. I mean, what stories do you want confirmed or told? There's a story when uh, Hack Myers tried to uh, steal a limousine. I, I told that story. I told that's that story. A, that's a true. That story. was scary. That's a true story. He uh, he tried to steal a limousine. There's a story when. Um, Janetti, we thought, killed Mr. Perfect. Although he didn't. That, Mr. Perfect did die. He did pass away. And for, sadly, uh, a month or two later, that wasn't because of it. But he may have been a contributing factor to it. I don't know. Oh, oh, we, we, uh, we, I think we tried to tell that, tell that story twice. Yeah. And uh, uh, we never told the it. powers that be, whether it being a, a, you know, a drop call or a, or a technical malfunction with the computer, we never got to tell that story. Uh, yeah. To its, we get into it a little bit, but we never tell it. So that's that's one on the. Tell the Hack Myers story trying to steal the limousine, though. Well, here, I, I I could tell you the Hack Myers um, story. There was a Hack Myers story. Um, forget the limo. That this one oh, goes away. Jesus. This is a Hack Myers story. It's called the Hardcore Kitten story. It involves <laughs> Hack Myers. It involves Hack. I think it involves Hack, is, it involves Hack Myers. It's, the phone's breaking up. I can't hear. I, I think listen, this listen. is this is the only thing that Anthony said we can't tell on the podcast is the hardcore. My kids listen to this. My mom listens to this. So what? It involves you're not involved in it. it. Involves Hack Myers and Ricky Vandal. So what? 
Oh, watch. They'll be upset because Ricky Vandal was in it. All right. So here's, here's the hardcore kid story. It was at an IPW show in Tampa. And we used to go to Diamond Dollar afterwards next door to the hotel. And we'd walk in and we walk into the hotel, to the bar. I would start off by buying 100, 150 or 200 Jolo, shoot, uh, Jolo shooter shots. This is a true story. True story. I would just pay from up front and we would, they would come to us and we would just drink them all. And then, like, 15 minutes later, when we were out, we'd order another 100, 200, whatever, you know, whatever we wanted. Good Lord. Whoever was there. For how many people, so, like, about? Like, anywhere from four to eight. Okay. Yeah. That's still yeah, a lot. But, I mean, wow. Which we'd go through, on average, about four to 600 Jello shots. Uh, yeah. And, uh, or, no, they were, were they Jello shots or Jolly Ranchers? Jolly no, they were Jello, Jello, they were Jello they were, shots. They were Jolly Rancher shooters. They weren't Jello. Yeah, they, weren't, yeah. they were Jolly Rancher shooters, right? Yeah. yeah. That's the only thing that I drink. Um at the time. So anyway, one particular night, a hardcore kitten was a, um, a ring rat from IPW. She, she listens to the show. She was, well, so, I mean, I don't know her real name anyway, and I wouldn't give it out anyway. So, um, and it was uh, myself, um, Ricky Vandal, and Hack Myers in a hotel room on a king-size bed. Eric's going to get so much shit for this because and, um, everybody knows him that listens to this show. And she and uh, and Hardcore Kitten, you ever see the cartoon where the seal is blowing the horns in the, in the circus? <laughs> it was kind of like that. <laughs> and, and, um, and standing behind her was MVP, who was uh, Antonio Banks at the time, who was um, inserting parts of his hand into parts of her body <laughs> and and, I, and then playing with MVP was another female I don't know if it was his wife or not I can't confirm that I don't remember but there's another female who's playing with MVP at the time and then in the corner of the room was Aaron Royal who was doing commentary on the whole thing and uh, he was commentating the whole chain of events and I don't think the hotel door was locked either so I know people were walking in and like turning around, saying "Okay," and walking out. <laughs> I must not, I must not have been there this time. I don't remember this. Yeah, you weren't. And and um and so that was the uh, the Hackmeyer. You well, you were there, but you were you were at the bar. I think you were looking for Johnny Vandal because Johnny Vandal was lost in the bushes that night because of the rain. Because <laughs> Billy Fives wouldn't true. let him. Um, Billy Fives wouldn't let him come into the bar because he was too young. Oh, this was that. So he, that was the same night. I think so. I don't know. This, yeah. they, they, they all run together. Kinds right? of nights. Yeah. Yeah. So, but yeah, there were lots of crazy, crazy FOW stories about, uh, uh Hack, Hack Myers was involved in a lot of them. Hack Myers at Davy Davy Hill house where he was, um, fucked up one night. Can I say that on your, you can say whatever you want. <laughs> okay. Um, he was, uh, he was messed up. I didn't say, I didn't say he was, Finger fucking her. I just said parts of his hand, and parts of his body were in her. Part. All right. So uh, Hack Myers was messed up at the DVL house, and he was reaching into some girl's panties at the next table and snapping her our panties. And the guys at the next table had grabbed a, a steak knife and hey, they had palmed it. They were about to snap Hack Myers, and I grabbed Dave Johnson and Casey Thompson, and I said, "Look, we got to get him out of here." So we, we ushered Hack out of there, and, and Dave and Casey went and talked to the talked to the guys that were going to kill Hack. I think I bought their dinner and, and, and their uh, their drinks, which was like a hundred and something dollars, and, and they were fine with it. On the way out, Hack saw some girl and, and picked her up, and, and, and then she was drunk and went back to the hotel room, and, and he, he passed out, so the girl left. So he was so messed up that we went and bought some um, ivory soap and a 10-pack of condoms, and we put a little couple drops in each condom. <laughs> we, we threw them on the ceiling, threw them on the wall, 
put him on his head, on his forehead, and we painted his, his toenails pink, and we put lipstick on him, <laughs> and then we left him there. And the next day, he calls me and goes, oh, man, I hooked up with those four girls last night. It was wild. I was like, yeah, okay. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> and there was a time he got diarrhea on the way home, and we had to stop in the bushes, and he was screaming at me from the bushes that he was he was had diarrhea in the bushes and he needed toilet paper. I didn't have any, so I made him buy Dave Johnson um, Blackheart shirts at full price <laughs> <laughs> to use as toilet paper. So, I, yes, so like, that, those are some really crazy, 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 crazy times, like insane. There are kind of stories insane. that if you told someone normal that wasn't involved in wrestling or deranged motherfucker listening to this podcast, they would probably run and hide. Like, I can yes. never tell my family these stories. I can never tell, you know, Anthony Janetti's kids that it really wasn't Hack Meyer. It was really him in that story with Carl Kim. <laughs> I can never say that. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. I was, I was looking for Johnny in the bushes. Oh, my God. Yeah, so oh. I can never say that stuff. Well, oh. luckily, we no one we know ever listens to this show. <laughs> I've actually never heard it. I see him post all the time, but I don't even know what podcast is. Are you looking like a pod or something? I don't even know what it is. <laughs> I don't know. I, I'm going to tell you right now. I will get messages tomorrow and be like, "Is that story true?" And I'm like, "No, Bobby's the biggest liar on earth." <laughs> no, it's it's true. Anyone who wants to text me can can call me at six three six four five nine eight six eight eight. <laughs> I'll give you his phone number if you want. Uh, so, so wait, hang on. Now, all I did was tell the hardcore kid story. If you want to deny it, like you denied sending Ben Temples and stuff, that's fine. <laughs> hang on. Oh, oh, wait a second. I, hey, can you can you show a VHS tape on your podcast? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I for the YouTube uh, one, I sure can. <laughs> okay, let's go to another topic here. I got a question. I got a fun. Go ahead. How many times have you given Chuck Oren's phone number out? I was just or thinking of that as I, was, as I was giving my phone number. I, I did it a lot. So it was like when, when I was man, if I was heel managing somebody and, and Chuck was referee and Chuck would give me, you know, would give me shit like don't interfere, don't interfere. And I would accuse him of making a bad call. I would say, I would say, uh, hey, uh, if you fans have a problem with Chuck, give him a call. And I would give his number out. <laughs> um, you did that to me once, too, like on commentary or something. Yes. Oh, yeah, I did do that to you on commentary. Yeah, I did. gave my phone yeah. number out. And I was getting weird text messages and phone calls and. People were like, I'm like, how the hell did everybody get my number? And somebody was like, Bobby gave it out on commentary. I'm like, what? Yes, I did. Yeah. Now, I, I have a question. I'm, I'm going to just, this I, This is an important one. So I don't know if, you know, you obviously see it on Facebook, but I'm going to wrestle Billy July 18th. Oh, here we go. Okay. 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 What are the chances that you could be there for me? I, I'm going to get revenge on Billy for kicking your ass back in 2000 and. And whatever. So, uh, is there any way you could come to the show to watch Billy lay there in a pool of blood? Wait, you're gonna get kidding. you're gonna get revenge on Billy for kicking my ass. How are you gonna do that? I'm gonna kick your ass so bad it overshadows the ass kicking I got. I mean, how are you gonna get revenge on Billy? He's gonna beat you up so bad that people forget the time he beat me up and remember this time. <laughs> well, but you know, who's whose who show is this on? Where is this gonna be at? It's for Jane Grell, Dave Heath. July 18th in Fort, La Fort Lauderdale, I guess? In Dania? Yeah, uh, oh, probably yeah. Hollywood, Dania, somewhere in there. You know, yeah. I, I could definitely come down there for that because I don't think I'm going to be able to make the uh, 
the Rusty Brooks Memorial at the end of June because I will not be in the state. So um, I could I I don't think I have plans for July 18th. So I probably could definitely come down there for the July 18th. And Jody lives right around the corner from from his school. From, well, uh, uh, you guys could come watch Billy's retirement match. Oh my God. <laughs> and, Jesus Christ! I'm definitely tagging Billy don't, in don't this. Don't tag one. him! Don't tag! Don't tag him in this. He doesn't hear this. I mean, do do we want to tell anybody Billy five stories since we're uh, since we've got him on our on our tongues and uh, and well, well, when Billy fives kicked his ass. That was the that honest to God, I've never been scared for. I literally was thought Bobby was dead. I was like, he's dead. This is the end of it. He's dead. Well, the, well, see, the story behind that with Billy is that you know uh, Billy had given me shots to the head with a chair and the. And the and the um the, the kendo stick and the garbage can. I, it gave me so many shots that I couldn't. My head was actually numb. So the true story: when I went to get the color, I couldn't. I couldn't feel it. And he's like, nothing. So I went again. He goes, he's like, nothing. So I went again. He's like, no, nothing. So when I went to do it the fourth time, he pushed my hand and helped me. And uh, really, almost killed me. <laughs> but you know what? If you want to call Billy Fives, 864-201-1660 is not his number. It's Anthony's number. You better bleep that out. Do not put my number on here. I would give Chuck's number out, but I don't have that in my phone anymore. I'll I'll bleep it out as as much as I remembered bleeping out that you work for a certain place and can we can we call Billy? Can we do? Can we add Billy to this conversation? I don't know. I'm 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 nervous about that. First of all, Uh, why are you nervous? I don't know. I feel like anytime I'm I'm involving Billy in some kind of uh, on some of our shenanigans and it, it might all blow back on me since I'm the closest to him and he can just <laughs> he can literally jump in a car for three minutes and kick my ass. Uh, <laughs> uh, better you than me, pal. Uh, uh, I don't know. I, do you want me to try? I could try. Listen, you ever heard the phrase "let sleeping dogs lie"? That that was thought of about Billy Fives when they yeah, said that. Yeah, I think I'm going to do that. I think I. I think I don't want to call Billy without a heads up. I I'm smarter no? than that. I am smarter than that. I am not going to ambush <laughs> Billy Fives. What? Like we don't know where he is. He's sitting at the tub eating a cheeseburger <laughs> and drinking a beer. <laughs> Uh, that that's true. Most days, we, I, we could check Facebook right now and see if he's checked in yet or not. <laughs> checked in the little dog. I know. I can check it. Let's see, where's she at? <laughs> uh, let's see. He might be there. Um, an hour ago, he's watching baseball games at the tub. Oh, but he did post about you seven hours ago. Oh, what are you? Really? What did he say? Oh, no, sorry. That was AJ Styles, not you. <laughs> oh. <laughs> you got me nervous for a minute. He said, yeah, he said, something good times with AJ. And I thought, he meant you, but no one has good times with you. <laughs> Unless Hardcore Kitten's there also. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Uh, oh, there was a story with Hack Myers, though, when we were in, um, him and I were in, him and I were in Tampa for some reason. Not for IPW, for something else, for Orlando. And we called up um, escorts that were uh, an escort service that was run by somebody in the business um, who was a WWE star. Um, uh, he was actually um, one half of the natural disasters and, and not the dead one. So um, we can figure that one out. So <laughs> he, <laughs> not the dead one. <laughs> but he, um, 
he ran, he, well, the dead one broke my nose. He, uh, he ran an escort service. So we called up girls and, and they came to the place and they were like, um, I don't know. They thought Hack was a cop or something. I'm like this, this man has so many drugs on him that if he was, if he was a cop, it's not possible. So, um, <laughs> like they, they were trying to be discreet and stuff and ask him what he wanted without him saying he was trying to buy sex. Right. So he, so he just, he just pulls his pants down. He points at his dick and says, I want you to touch this. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that, oh, that cleared Lord. up any uh, questions of, of his, uh, of his legal entanglements. Yes. Well, Hack's, Hack also passed away. A lot of yeah. NW guys. Yeah. Hack was wild though. He was though. He was, but he was such a nice guy and to work with him in the ring. For, he really was such a, nice a wild guy. guy. He was easy to work. He was one of the easiest guys to work. He really was. Really now, Dave Johnson, on the other hand, mm, not so much. You know, <laughs> you shouldn't say anything bad about the dead. So when it comes to Dave Johnson, let's move on. Um, so, <laughs> like I said, I can't make the uh, I can't make the Rusty Brooks memorial, um, and I really wanted to. I mean, you know, Rusty Brooks—that's another another topic entirely. Rusty was so influential that he, at one point he had, we did a count on a show. We had like twenty guys, and he trained like eighteen of them on the show. And think of all the top think of all the top guys in FOW that Rusty trained. Billy Fives, Bruno Sassi, Pat McGuire, um, we had, we had, uh, uh, Ricky Vandal, Johnny Vandal, J Dog. Oh, wow. <laughs> so, wow. There were some great Rusty stories, too. Like the time that the fan wanted to, you know, Rusty was iconic, and a fan followed Rusty into the bathroom and asked him for an autograph. Rusty was in the stall taking a shit. And, uh, and Rusty <laughs> opened the stall. Rusty opened the stall and handed the kid. A piece of used toilet paper. I said, "Here, hold this for a second. Give me what you need to sign." The kid held the shitty toilet paper. <laughs> gave Rusty the, the instructions. He signed it. He gave it back to him, and then took the paper back and threw it in the toilet. Wow! I never heard that story. That was one of Rusty's favorites. He loved to tell. What What year did you meet Rusty? Uh, well, for the first time, I met him. When I wasn't even in the business. I was probably like 80, 1987. Uh, I met him. I met him at a show before I was even involved in the business, and then probably again in 1990. I, I broke in in 19. Uh, my first match was 1990, uh, was July 1990. Um, it's funny how like uh, those guys like Bruno and stuff didn't want to be on a show with me because I looked I looked too young. I was too young to be on the show. But when I showed up to a show with Buddy Rogers, <laughs> everything. Oh, Mr. Rogers, oh, yeah. yes, uh, everything changed. <laughs> wow, I, you know. So uh, from a wrestling standpoint, the match that never happened that probably needed to was the vandals versus the rogers but we never got to do it well we actually was... we actually were planning on doing a, on the d1pw show but then that was we were planning it like eight months in advance but then covid happened and then that just fell through yeah i mean it's like that's like the, the i mean could you imagine match that would have happened i mean listen, bobby and bobby and blair rogers were like the top tag team in the state of florida in the early 90s and and ricky and johnny vandal were the top you know, tag team in the early two thousands. So, to have Bobby and Blair against Ricky and Johnny would have been or even, oh, Mike, yeah, wow. oh, or even Mike. I'm, oh, try- wow. I'm trying to picture it though. <laughs> oh that my god! Been, yeah, wow, wow. You know, you're the referee, baby. Because Frank, Frank didn't want to book me. He never liked me anyway. What's well, true? Frank always pushed. <laughs> Frank always pushed guys like Hack and David Johnson on because they look like wrestlers. He liked those guys. It just turns out the Dave, the Dave Johnsons and the Cliffs and and those guys were just pain the ass to work with. They yeah. they were great. They were great in the ring. 
they looked great. They did look like wrestlers, but they weren't the right guys to push. Right, right. I mean, they did look like monsters because they were. Because they were monsters. Because they were right. monsters. I mean, Casey was a monster, right? Dave was, I mean, I mean they was scary. They were scary dudes. Like, really Dave scary Johnson. Dudes. Dave Johnson whipped maximum capacity with the actual championship belt. He had, he had uh, the entire belt imprint on his back for like a month. Yeah. Now, Max, there's another, there's another topic. I could tell a hundred story about Max, like the time. Well, I would why don't you tell the story how he almost killed us about the mayonnaise on the sandwich? Because you brought that up recently. He doesn't. He, he didn't like. He doesn't like mayonnaise. Well, he didn't like mayonnaise. Uh, he probably still doesn't like. First of all, wait. Maximum capacity was how? How much did he weigh? Six hundred and fifty pounds. Right. Okay. He and was, didn't like mayonnaise. Put that together. He, he, <laughs> he said he was. He was Italian. He was, his name was Stanko. His last name. So yeah. he would say he's he said I skeeve mayonnaise. And when Italians said I skeeve something, it's the ultimate insult to that thing they they skeeve. It's like it disgusts them, makes their skin crawl. Right. So he despised he despised mayonnaise so much that when we were eating in Japan one time, he found out the white sauce had mayonnaise in it. He, he spit his steak out on the friggin' griddle and got up and left. <laughs> he hates mayonnaise so bad. So one time they were trip uh, from wherever, and um. He went. Johnny Vandal went into Subway to get him a sub, and he told Johnny no mayonnaise. He, he, he clearly mayonnaise. said no mayonnaise. He so did. Johnny got extra double, triple mayonnaise on the sub. <laughs> and when he got back in the car, Max took a bite of it and saw the mayonnaise and was so disgusted by it that Max told me, and he, he swore on his father, his mother, everything, that he was so aggravated when they're driving over the St. Pete Bridge, he thought about running the car off of the bridge and killing everyone in the car. Wow. <laughs> and I the, only, the, the only reason why he didn't do it is because there was a chance that he would live. He was so big that he would live and they would die. And um, or he would die and they would live. And he didn't want that to happen. He didn't want to, he didn't want to die and them live. <laughs> yeah. And Johnny, like, I, I'm assuming Johnny did it on purpose, but I will never, Max took a bite and was so angry. He threw the sandwich against the windshield, like full force. And he was like, what the fuck? And Johnny was like, what? He's like, I said no mayo. And Johnny, Listen, Max Johnny loved his got food. like triple mayo. Max loved his food. I remember one time we were, going, we were going to Japan. We stopped at Taco Bell on the way to Japan and got a 20-pack of tacos as an appetizer to eat before we got to Japan. And Jesus. Wow. We went, to, we went to KFC one time. We went to the drive-thru. He ordered a 20-piece family meal, a large popcorn chicken, 10-piece chicken tender meal, extra biscuits, extra mashed potatoes. He looks at me and says, do you want anything? <laughs> I went to a buffet with him, a Chinese buffet. Oh my god! And uh, I went with him to the buffet, and we walked in, and the lady was like, "They were just like all all the ladies were talking. You could see it about him." And then she came over, and she like made a comment to him, like, "Like you know, too much. Don't eat, don't eat too much or something." <laughs> he got so offended that she said that. He's like, "What do you think? I would eat Listen. that much?" He used, like, to he used to get offended when people look at him like, man, you're 650 pounds. We right. were on public. We were, at, we were at Roadhouse Grill one time, Roadhouse Steakhouse, and, um, and some kid kept staring at him, staring at him, staring at him. He leaned into the kid and said, if you look at me one more time, I'm going to kill your father and fuck your mother. <laughs> this, kid was like, this kid was like six years old, and I'm like, oh, my God. Like, Let's check, please. Let's go. <laughs> we were at a hotel one time at some show. He was checking in, and um, – and the clerk said, yeah, um, we're getting your room, sir. Can you please step aside so other people can check in? He said, no, I'm 600 pounds. Let him walk around me. And he stood there at the front desk and wouldn't let anybody <laughs> on the front desk. And so people checked in from, like, five feet behind him. And they would, like, pass their credit card and stuff and check in, and he wouldn't move. Yeah. He, could, he was an asshole sometimes, for sure. 
Oh, most of the time. Sounds like yeah. sounds like he made he he worked hard to make life more difficult. Yes, he, he uh, I don't know. He he would tell he would he. Oh my God! In today's cancel society, he would not survive because he was such so horrible to women. He would call women whores to their face. Yeah, he was horrible. Yeah, he was horrible. He was like, oh, he really was. I'm like, all women are whores. He goes, yes, even my mother, she's a whore. He and his mother. I'm like, you call your own mother a whore. So he, yeah. he must have a good person. He, yeah, he he was a uh, he was a pretty big dickhead sometimes. Yeah, well, I, I can't say he's the reason why I went to federal prison, but <laughs> I went to federal prison because I committed crimes. He was the one Oh Lord! Yeah, he um he you know we were doing our stupid thing. Uh, I would do my stupid thing with with the uh, with online corporate accounts, and um and and he. I was doing paying his credit card accounts as well, but then he would sign back in, and he would, what he was doing was he was taking out five thousand dollars in cash advances on his card, and then when it, when the charge hit two days later, he would pay it back. He would take the cash out again, pay it back, take it out. So he was taking out like forty thousand dollars a month and giving it all to Silhouette. Oh, and, Silhouette. Um, he was giving it all to her, and then and then this, they said, "Why is this guy paying off five thousand dollars only to take it out again?" Actually, investigated and realized it wasn't his accounts, and then they came to him and said, "What are you doing? Not me, not me. It's him, it's him." Oh. Like the rabbit was. No, no, I'm fine. Still, I, I, I can't be upset at them because if he didn't, I'd probably be dead. Because I was, I was making like uh, no less than eight thousand dollars a day at the time. Some days I was, some days it was twelve, some days it was twenty thousand. And um, so, what would the natural progression would have probably been for me to start doing Hack Myers kind of drugs, and I'd be dead. So, I mean, that's Sean Klein about that. He, Sean Klein was was not involved. He doesn't know, but he, he was in my house one time. He was probably sixteen or seventeen. We were going out somewhere, and I said, "I need some some cash." He was, "Oh, something came." I said, "No, just go in my my uh, my dresser drawer and grab some money." So I'm in the room and I hear, "Oh my God!" I'm like, "What?" And one he goes, "There must be fifty thousand dollars there." So there better not be because like a hundred twenty. <laughs> oh god! So, yeah. so I, I was making like eight thousand. That was a bad day. I, I, I have one more question. Yeah. So, Kia Carnage, right? Was yes, was like the biggest South Florida wrestling show of its day. Like, I don't think anybody's done anything that right, big. Probably the biggest, probably the biggest independent wrestling show of, of its time. Right. Of in true independent wrestling. Mm-hmm. So, King of Carnage was a show. What year was that? It was uh, 2002. It was April 13, 2002. Okay, so how many people were there at that show? That was insane. There were, well, there were just under 3,100 people that were there for tickets we got back at the gate. That's not counting comps, like if you brought your, your family in. Right, right. And I'm sure a lot of guys brought comps. There was 3,100 people that I could count for. Um, probably another 100, 200 comps. But we actually had sold more tickets because we, we sold through an outlet. So there were like another 600 tickets that didn't show up that were sold through a charity. Right. Right off. But that whole show caught, had a budget of $26,500 when I spent on the show. Um, the bulk of which was, was commercial advertising. I spent $8,000 right. on, um, on advertising. And the live gate with everything was, uh, with um, merchandise and everything was just over $85,000. And so, for anybody who doesn't know, the main event was Abdullah the Butcher versus Dusty Rhodes versus Kevin Sullivan versus Terry Funk. But I, so, like I, I don't think I've ever you've never told me the story personally. I've heard it like this last couple months from a couple of people. 
did they hit you up for more money before the main event? Because I've heard this like a couple times from they did, people. they did, but it was because of Sal. They hit me up not because of Sal directly, but it's because right. we were we were videotaping we were videotaping the um, event, and right. we were going to sell the DVDs and stuff. And Sal was trying to sell them on on five percent of the sales, and they were like, "Nope, you're never going to pay us." Yeah, we want cash. We want cash up front. And then um, Sal's like, "No, I'll pay you. I'll pay you." And they're like, "No, you're never going to pay us." So um, they want to cash up front, and they um, they did it for a very very nominal amount extra compared to what we were selling, and that was still and I, I still made so much money on the gate anyway. So they they only wanted uh, twenty five hundred dollars extra each, but they didn't they didn't hold me up for they didn't they didn't not do the match for the money. They went out there. and They said, "Listen, it's time for the main event." Um, Dusty says, "We'll go out there and do the match." And we'll work out afterwards. We trust you. Um, you know, you have a good reputation right. in the business. We'll work out afterwards. And um, and Kevin vouched for me as well. Terry had worked with me before. Um, and Abdullah had I booked Abdullah before. So they were fun. They didn't actually refuse to do the match for that more money. They actually went out and did the match anyway, on the promise that we would work out more money afterwards. And um, initially they wanted like ten grand each, and I said, "There's no way." And um, right. And then I got them down to twenty five hundred dollars each extra for the match, and that was and they signed over the video rights to me for that, which which we sold like, I'm not we, which there were like, I think like sixty thousand copies sold according to some some um, barcode program that you can check the barcode and see how many copies were sold, of which I got paid nothing for, so they were kind of right. <laughs> I never got yeah. paid for them. Right, and that's how Sal started, basically Evolve and all these other wrestling companies he did. So, which one? One of which was just sold, and I and I don't hold any. And I I'm not saying anything bad about the guy because Sal right. Sal did great. He wound up making the ball. He sold it for a big profit. I have no ill will towards the guy. I was I was going to federal prison anyway. So, <laughs> yeah. what did it matter? Um, <laughs> so um, I I just I mean I wish he would have gave me a, a spot somewhere like as a manager. Um, right. on one of his shows. That's that's what I wanted to do to bury the hatchet. Like I have no ill will towards the guy. I'm, I'm glad that if anyone can make money in the business and, and he did really well for himself, then that's good. Speaking of managing, you should just manage me July 18th so that if anything gets out of hand, we can just put you in harm's way of Billy and maybe <laughs> it'll bring back like a flashback. And you can well, that'd be, to, that'd be up to Dave, but yeah, I would love to. Of course I would. I would manage, I would manage you in that match. That'd be yeah, to, I mean, uh, Blake, Blake's not allowed to come to the show, apparently, but at least you'll <laughs> be there. <laughs> Why, Billy Band Blake? <laughs> It doesn't, it doesn't sound like Blake's going to be there. So I think oh, I, I think come. Blake decided to start uh, announcing for a competing organization, uh-huh. <laughs> and now he's. Yeah. Uh, I guess uh, maybe maybe it's all just in Blake's head, but I think uh, Blake thinks he's not welcome there anymore. Although he did get, although Gangrel did wish him happy birthday on Facebook, so maybe it's all. Oh, I didn't see that. <laughs> oh, Blake's Blake is working. I didn't see now. that. Oh, that's right. Blake's working with CCW or something now, right? Yeah. Right. I don't even know what's going on. And I don't know if I told you, Bobby, but so J-Dog called me to work the Rusty show. Uh, he wants me to wrestle Soul Man. Are you going to do it or not? Are you Are you in town or not? I, I think I'm going to do it. You should. Soul Man's I think, one, of the, one of the best down there. I mean, so... Okay, are you, yeah, don't be afraid. He'll carry you. What's that? He'll carry you through a good match. Don't yeah, he, he carried me 20 years ago. <laughs> he's still he's still gonna carry me because he was in my first match and uh, I believe I believe it was your show but Rusty got me booked is that right I think so wasn't it Maybe. your show I don't remember I don't know it was Possibly. also at that like war memorial oh yeah 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 the way it was the... yeah Soulman it was, I do remember that it was a six man wasn't it 
Right, it was a six man. I, I don't. Yeah. It was when Soul Man was on my team. or Was I against him? No, you were against him. You were against him. It was me, my brother, uh, and Wet Willie or something. Yeah. A shred, shred. It was shred, mm-hmm. maybe against Jeff Roth, Soul Man, and someone else. Flex, maybe. It's funny yeah, that maybe. it's funny that it it was your first match, but you can't remember. No, I, I just know better Stone than Man Bobby. Jeff Roth uh, yeah, yeah. I remember Jeff Roth because just you know, it's still that's still a guy. Well, because yeah, because he used to me. he used to make your drinks for you after the show. <laughs> we, we did tell that story. <laughs> no, you told that story before. <laughs> the Jeff Roth and the Roman cock. <laughs> Roman cock. <laughs> if Jeff Roth ever gives you a drink, don't drink it. Yes, unless you see him pour it. Snake master. Yeah, if he if he hands you <laughs> anything, if he hands you a bottle of water, make sure it's not open. Anything. <laughs> mm, that's yeah. funny. Well, yeah, I, I just wanted to know about the the King of Carnage, which I would t- like. I think now, the, whole, the whole the whole way that match came to be is, is also a great story. You know, we had booked the match was originally going to be um, Abdul the Butcher versus Kevin Sullivan because because uh, Abdul Dean was pushing it for me to, me to book Sullivan. Right, we booked right. up, we booked Abdullah versus Kevin. That was the main event. That was it. And we went to print mm-hmm. on flyers. We went to print on flyers and everything else. And then I was talking to Frank. I said, you know, we booked Abdullah before, and he, he couldn't make it because he got booked in Japan. And if he gets booked in Japan, we can't fault him for going. So maybe we'll book Terry Funk as well, make it a three way, and we won't advertise Terry Funk. And he took a surprise. And then we said, you know what? We got to how you're not going to how can you book Terry Funk and not advertise him? So we then we went to reprint with the flyers. So we made it a three way with Dusty. Ter- I mean, uh, with Sullivan. Terry and Abdullah, and then I get a phone call on my cell phone, and I hear uh, I answer the phone. Hello, he goes, "Hello, Bobby Rogers, please." I said, "This is who's this?" He said, "The American Dream, Dusty Rhodes, calling." <laughs> I said, "Okay." He goes, "I hear you got a big match coming up with Terry Funk and Abdullah and Kevin Sullivan." I said, "Yep." He says, "You got any more money in your pocketbook for the Dream?" <laughs> I said, "I said absolutely. We'd love to have you." Um, uh, I guess Howard Brody had given him, had given my number. Um, so, uh, I said, absolutely. We'd love to have you. I said, how much would you need to come out to the show? He said, how much are you paying Tara Funk? I said, Ter- I said, Dusty, Terry's getting $2,000 for the match. He says, I'll come out for $2,001. <laughs> <laughs> that old fa- favorite nations, uh, contract. He wanted $1 more than Terry Funk. So, so he gave him $2,001. Wow. I love how, so you bring up, we talk about Howard on the show a lot, but Howard doesn't know because he doesn't listen. Uh, but we've told so many Howard Brody stories because he's, he's absolutely ridiculous. It's funny no, that I, you uh, brought, no, I brought Howard. Howard's number up he would, I won't give Howard's number up because <laughs> he, he would hold it against me forever. Well, I, the only rule I have sure. when Anthony tells a Howard Brody story is he has to do the Howard Brody voice. I do his Howard's voice. Yeah. Well, let me hear it. What? Let me hear. Let me hear you do Howard's voice. You gotta talk. Huh? Now, now I'm on the spot. I can't do it. <laughs> well, I would do. I would always do Rusty. I would do Rusty's iconic voice so much that when we were in California. It was me, Sean Prime, Beast, and Aaron Agony, and we were driving down Hollywood Boulevard, and we felt the um, the ambiance of Hollywood. So they had me reciting famous movie lines in Rusty Brooks' voice, <laughs> and and so I was doing. So I was doing the whole Rusty Brooks. I'm like. I'm like, uh, hey, J Dog, Obi Wan never told you what happened to your father, did he? No, J Dog, I'm your father, goddamn it. <laughs> so I, I was doing the Rusty Brooks, all, all kinds of iconic movie lines. So let me hear your Howard Brody. 
Well, you know Howard talks like like he has that like you know. Hey, it's Howard. Like he has like that like squeaky like like almost voice, and you know you're like you know he calls me. Howard calls me quite often, and you know he'll like recently. I'll just bring up a recent conversation. We're like he calls. You know he just calls shooting the shit, and next thing you know he's like you know the 1972 Yankees. I'm like what? Like he'll just go on a whole rant about you know. Joe DiMaggio was a great baseball player. Howard knows a lot of shit about pop culture. Now, you know he knows everything. Listen, uh, there's, there's, this, there's these videos that I watch online. And uh, the narrator of the video sounds so much like Howard Brody. I'm going to send you a link to it one time. You have to listen. Tell me that isn't, fucking, that, that isn't Howard Brody. It sounds so much like him. But um, it's, uh, some, some uh, broke straight guys, I think, dot com. That's funny. Yeah, you know, and Howard knows a lot of pop culture. Yeah, yeah. So we need he knows, he knows everything. We need uh, at some point because you just reminded me with your story of doing the rusty stuff uh, on another podcast. Since we're kind of running long on this one, um, yeah. we need to hear some some uh, tales from Bobby's end of that trip to California with Prime Agony and Beast. Oh yeah, because has Marco told those stories before? Uh, Marco, I think, told one or two, but, uh, you know, like the going on Price is Right and et cetera, et cetera. But I, I just, I feel like you've got some good ones that they're not telling. That, that, was, that, was, that was a great trip. It was my 39th, it was right around the time, wait, when were we there? No, I don't know when we were there. I think we lost my 39th birthday and my, my mother just passed away the lot before. Um, we had planned the trip before she passed away and then she passed away um, a few days before Christmas. On the day of the of the bombshell show, so um, I still went through with the trip. But yeah, that was that was a good trip. Like, um, did they tell the story about them walking down the street and buying weed from some random guy? <laughs> <laughs> I think you need to have him on the show with Marco. I, so I don't even know who it. did it. I, I think I think I don't even know who did it. it was Agony or who was Prime? I don't know who did it. But all I know is, is they saw some I don't know some random wacko walking down the street. We'll be right back. They walked down the street and they came back with a bag of weed. <laughs> so. <laughs> Yeah. Jesus. Well, all right, and, and we're running long. We got to go. I got to take a piss really, really bad. Uh, I was going to ask you one more thing, and that was. Uh, Wait, what, what? You're breaking up. You're talking about. You're talking about your mom. Yeah. Can you hear me? Yeah. And every time I talk to her, I think about. I can hear what you're saying. AJ, I don't know where you are, but you got to like find a clearer place to stand. Yeah. Are you in traffic? Are you in traffic? You're going to piss on yourself again. I'm literally going to piss myself. Did he tell the story about he was on the way to a job interview and he pissed himself in traffic? I already told the story. I okay. told it. Okay. <laughs> I should have said piss myself. Yeah, my, mom, my mom liked you. My mom didn't like you. I don't know why. But okay, every time you talk about your mom, I think about the one time with my kids. <laughs> and you know what I'm going to say. When they were telling her your mom to smell their feet. Oh, you Nick, remember that? Yeah, Nick was, was Nick, down. He was like six, five inches old. He was sitting behind... My mother yeah. and the waitress, he's like, smell my feet, do they stink? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The day before you saw the birthday party. Yeah. The day that you had a ring at your parents' house in Boca? It was like the day, a day or two before that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'll have me back on. I'll tell you all the uh, California stories, Rusty Brook stories, and, and more. It was, it was we need a part two to this. Well, we need a part two through eight. Uh, we'll, we'll, uh, yeah. We'll uh, organize another uh, meeting of the minds here, yeah. and uh, maybe we'll get uh, a, some clearer. Do you, do you want McDonald's tonight? 
Uh, what? Me? No, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> I, I already, <laughs> I already ordered pizza. I'm good for today. Thank you, sir. Okay. <laughs> All right, guys. All right. All right. Thank, th- thanks for doing this. All right. Talk to you later. Goodbye. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> you bleep out my fucking phone number. <laughs> what? I can't hear you. Your phone keeps breaking up. Bleep, bleep out my phone number. I, I uh, call me back. I can't hear you. You're breaking up. Goodbye. Okay, bye. <laughs> yeah. I said bleep out my fucking phone number. <laughs> I still can't hear you. What's going on over there? Oh my god! Where's what's that, my phone? What's that noise behind you? I my can't, other phone. I can't hear you I, with that I'm, phone ringing. I'm about to piss my pants. Bye.